Hello and welcome, best friends, to another episode of Best Friends Talk Funny, the only kind of funny community podcast all about the best friends that make up said community. I am your host, Kyle Stevenson, aka Who Dat Ninja73, and this episode is a big one, friends. This episode is 20. Two zero. One more episode away before it can legally drink. And man, oh man, I am so happy to be here. You might be thinking to yourself, Kyle, episode 20 is not that big of a deal. Many podcasts have 20 episodes in it, and it doesn't take them nearly as long to get to 20 episodes. Well, to those other podcasts, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. But for me and what I went through uh, towards the end of last year and the struggle I had to... in, in in my own head and outside for outside forces that affected me to do the show 20 episodes is huge i'm so happy to be um in a more consistent track and putting out episodes so far in 2019 and i hope this continues throughout the full year um and speaking about this show and why i'm so proud of it uh we are coming up on the year anniversary of when i was confident enough in myself to uh, tell my kinda NYC family, which is the New York City community of best friends that uh, we get together all the time to hang out and, and all that fun stuff. Um, I we I believe we were at uh, we were at Barcade in Brooklyn. Uh, we just saw Black Panther. I had this idea for this show in my head for weeks before that, and after a few drinks, I was like, you know what? I'm going to confide in these beautiful people about the show and see what they think and gauge if it's a good idea or not or not. Cause it was still, I was in my head thinking, is this idea stupid? Am I the wrong person to do this show? Yada, yada, yada. But, um, I'm so happy I did confide in them because the support they gave me that night and continue to give me and all of you who have listened to the show or shared the show or, just shown me love, man, you all rock, and without you, this show does not exist, so thank you so freaking much from the bottom of my heart, I'm a huge hugger, I love hugs, and if I ever meet you in person, you're gonna get one of those big hugs from me, because you deserve it, and I, yeah, I'm just, I'm so appreciative, I could go on and on about how much I love you, but I can't, because... I just can't because <laughs> then I never get to my amazing guest and my amazing guest for this week is none other than the man who dissed me and diss tracks at kind of funny prom. Never met him before. I, I, I did not meet him, but he was dissing me in diss tracks because we were running for kind of funny prom king. It's none other than Emmett Watkins Jr. And I'm so damn happy that he dissed me in those diss tracks, and I was uh, able to introduce myself to him at Kind of Funny Prom because Emmett is a national treasure. He is so damn good at what he does. He is super knowledgeable about games. He's a uber kind play, uh, person, just a wonderful to be around. Um, I wish. I so wish, and this is the same thing that happens after every single convention I go to or big community thing, such as Kind of Funny Live, PSX, or PAX, or Prom even, um, I always leave that event, for lack of a better term, um, thinking to myself, man, I should have, 
I should have hung out and talked with pe- these people more because you think you're there for a couple days and you think you have all the time in the world, but you don't. And when you do, it's somebody who's anxious and in his head a lot. Uh, you squander those moments. And uh, I left prom with a couple of different things that I wish I did differently. And one of those things is to hang out with Emmett more because Emmett's a delight. And I'm so happy to have him on. He is... Um, we talk about his uh, new uh, thing in Los Haro Games, where he's writing about games and doing podcasts about games. Uh, we talk about this in this episode. Go check him out. Um, Emmett's just great. And without me continuing to say how great he is, because he's awesome, and even Tim Geddes knows how awesome Emmett is. Um, I believe it was at the GOG after prom. Uh, Tim Geddes said he was so happy that Emmett got this recognition because he deserves it, and he damn well does deserve it because he's amazing. And so why don't we, why don't we get to know Emmett, huh? Let's get to know a best friend a bit better. Kind of funny is best friends. What that means is we are there for each other. What that means is that you can go to any kind of funny live event. You can go to an RTX. You can go to a PAX. And if you see someone in one of our shirts, you can go up and talk to them. You can go to dinner with them. Kind of funny is this. It's fine Monday. It's a Monday. No, it's Tuesday. Tuesday (laughs) Feels like a Monday, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing pretty fantastic. I am doing pretty grand. I'm I'm very jealous of when we first started the Skype call. You have the uh, the orange snowball mic, which is Mm -hmm. what I wanted when I first started. Yeah. Because I'm a Mets fan, so I I need some orange (laughs) in my life. Um, Well, it matches the chair too, which is great. You know what? It matches the chair. It matches this DualShock Four with the Beyonce sticker on it. <laughs> it oh, you got the, uh, the like the Dragon Ball one. Oh yeah, I got the Dragon Ball one. It matches this Vita I got from Japan. Oh, sweet. It's it's my favorite color, so I make sure to represent it. <laughs> All right, so let's go there. Why orange? Why is orange your favorite color? Um. Well, honestly, it, it kind of ties into the Twitter handle, which I'm sure we'll talk about later on. Yeah. But my favorite color has always been orange. Orange and black are my two favorite colors. Um, not because of Halloween. Halloween's fine, but that's not, like, the reason. Um, I grew up watching Nickelodeon, and I liked how obnoxiously in-your-face the color orange is. Yeah, yeah. But And I also like how subdued and low-key and subtly everywhere the color black is. And I feel like both of those kind of speak to my personality. Two sides of it, at least. Yeah, I, I definitely understand you when it comes with the Nickelodeon orange. Mm. I so badly wanted that couch. When I was little, but... oh man, like that um, big obnoxious, like uh, the one they had on like Slime Time Live and stuff. Yeah, like the the Snick couch. Yeah, like, you... where like Keenan and Kelly hopping on and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, man. I wanted that too. Absolutely, uh, man. Old school Nickelodeon was the best, dude. It was so good. Tell me about it, man. Nineties to like mid two thousands. That's that's the time period, bro. Absolutely. I saw a. Um... I guess it was a meme or something, or like no, it was a little cartoon where uh, this kid is holding like a jug of orange soda, 
and he goes, man, I really love Orange Soda. And then another cartoon character comes in. Oh, <laughs> do you? And then uh, the the cartoon character holding the Orange Soda just didn't get the reference. And just said, yeah, I just really like it a lot. And, and the other cartoon character just left the frame. What a just shame. Just disappointing, yeah. Um, so, Emmett, where, where are you from? Where, where are you located? Where am I from? Where am I located? I am in, I was about to say sunny Georgia, but it ain't been that sunny the last <laughs> couple of days. Um, yeah, I've been in Georgia all my life. Grew uh, born in Augusta, Georgia, and we slowly moved north until we're gotten to Decula, Georgia now, um, which is about forty minutes away from Atlanta. So uh, we'll see where I go after that. And <laughs> yeah, hopefully, I mean, I'm planning on graduating this year, so hopefully, we'll see if anything else happens after that. Nice. Uh, what's it like being uh, so close to Atlanta? Like, which I'm Hot Atlanta. City in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's it's kind of similar to the last place I grew up at, because uh, right before we moved here, we used to live in a small town called Hinesville, which was right next to a military base. But the same distance that Atlanta is from me now is the same distance that uh, Savannah, Georgia was from me. So okay. I, it was the same type of thing where, oh, you want to go out for a night in the town? You want to go hang out and do something more entertaining than going to the movie theater or dick it around in Walmart? Mm-hmm. Then we'd go to Savannah, Georgia, and they had the mall and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, similar thing here, um, but we honestly, I I don't like driving in Atlanta, so I try to stay out of there. Um, but every now and then, I'll either get invited to something or we'll take family out there. Uh, it's a good reason for because a lot of our family, or just about all of our family, lives in Florida, so it's a good reason when they come down here, we're going up there. We actually just had family up here for the Super Bowl. Oh, um, we, no one, none, no one from us actually went to the Super Bowl because we're not rich and can't afford the tickets. Um, no, yeah. But I, I'd be shocked if I knew somebody that could actually afford a ticket to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we haven't hit that lottery yet. Um, no, not yet. Yeah. But yeah, they, they definitely went downtown and did all the little festivities that were happening for free around the place because they always mm-hmm. do stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, there's plenty of Atlanta stories I got too, but uh, we can maybe get to those later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? Uh, how was the... Uh, how was the city around the Super Bowl? Like, I'm assuming it was probably packed with a lot of outside people. Yeah, it, it's, it was pretty packed. Um, just like it is when... Well, it, I feel like the closest similarity I have is New Year's Eve or just New Year's time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of celebrities and stuff in Atlanta. There's always celebrities and stuff, but they're a little bit more low-key. Um, when the Super Bowl happens, it's everyone's everywhere all the time. And yeah. it's just crazy. And I, I wasn't anywhere. They they actually went up to I was actually working when the family was down here. Uh-huh. So I didn't spend too much time with them. But uh they went up they went downtown to experience everything and I knew traffic was hard because I came back to record the Los Hero Games podcast after work. Finished I finished that like twelve thirty at night and they didn't get back until, you know, almost one thirty. Oh jeez. So I'm like, okay, it must have been rough. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, especially it's probably filled with a bunch of Patriot fans, which is oh, God. the worst. <laughs> but that that's a, that's a whole other topic. I don't but... disagree. <laughs> yeah. Uh what kind of uh did they say what kind of activities they had for the Super Bowl that they were doing? Um, they do a lot of the, a lot of the same stuff. Um, cause they just built that new stadium over here for the Super Bowl specifically. Which is insane. Yeah. Which is insane. It it is really cool. Um, I haven't even, my, once again, another thing my family has done, but I didn't cause of work. Um, my little brother, he's, uh, he's like the sports guy. A big thing in our, a big thing in our family is sports. 
but mm-hmm. I'm like the I'm the odd one out because I never cared about sports. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I, I played up until high school, and then after that, I was like, oh wait, I have other passions. Um, but yeah, my little brother, he's like the star football guy, and he actually did. I think their championship was in that gym or gym, oh, sweet. in that stadium. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they got to see it and they were saying it was crazy. They were showing me pictures and everything. It looked pretty sweet. And I've actually gone up to it. I haven't gone inside. But um, yeah, it looks insane. And they have a lot of like area outside. So I'm sure there were like, you know, free food giveaways, little games. Yeah. Kind of like a carnival festival type mm-hmm. thing they always do for, for events like this. And I, I remember uh, while I was watching the Super Bowl, uh, it was Tony Romo and was Jim Nance was the commentators of, of the actual game itself. They mentioned something like Atlanta has like the most fan friendly food pricing at a stadium. I think they said it was like a hot dog and a soda was like five dollars and fifty cents, and I was so incredibly jealous because when I go <laughs> to a Giants game in, in Jersey, uh, a water is like six fifty seven dollars. Good God, <laughs> man! It, it must It'd be, be like that. Uh, and I know the owner uh, like actually specifically made the prices like that mm-hmm. too in Atlanta, which is awesome. Yeah, thank God for that. I remember seeing that interview when they announced that, and I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna come there. And then it's been almost a year now, so yeah. <laughs> one and of these I, days. I, I believe it has a Chick Fil A in the stadium too, right? It does. Still not open on Sundays though. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, how does that work on a football game? They like, just don't care. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, so Emmett, what do you do uh, for a living down there? What do I do for a living? Well, for an actual living that I'm getting paid off of, uh, I just work in a grocery store. Uh, Work at a local Kroger in the deli, uh, chopping up your meats and cheese and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I do day to day, and that's what, you know, keeps the engine of life rolling. Um, But other than that, what I'm like, where my passion's at, where I spend all the hours in between, um, other than school, of course, which I said I'm almost graduating out of, um, I also do, you know, Lost Hero Games. That's the site that I write for, site that I do weekly podcasts for, um, and I put a lot of content on that site. Um, and then also, if I have more time, I like to do some stuff for my YouTube channel every now and then. Um, I do have another side podcast where I talk about, like, movies that I'm trying to catch up on. Because uh, movies is a passion of mine. A lot of people know me for games and hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But I like movies a lot, too, and I like to talk about them in a critical sense. Um, and I don't get to do so enough. So that's what that podcast is for. And sometimes I stream when I'm in the mood. Sometimes I, you know, do stuff like that. But yeah, I just like to exist on the internet. It's it's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's nice. And you do a great job at existing on the internet, I'll tell you. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Uh, yeah. Um, do, going back to going to school and almost graduating, what are you going for? Uh, I'm going for writing and rhetoric. Um, which is something I honestly didn't expect to be going that route when I first got into college um, because I actually went to Valdosta State first and then I transferred over to Georgia Gwinnett College, which is where I'm at now. And my original plan was uh, video broadcasting, video production, that direction. Um, Then after I transferred out of Valdosta State, I got the ZGC and they didn't really have an equivalent (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's a slightly smaller university. So I was like, eh, I guess I'll go English because, you know, you have to write the scripts for the videos. So I was like, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. there's still an analogy there. Now in the years since, they've added a film major. So now I'm like, eh, that probably would have been best. But yeah. <laughs> at, at this point, I'm like, I'm so close. Let me just hop into what I'm doing now and just uh, finish it all out. And I like to think my, uh, not penmanship, I guess my voice is kind of developed in a pleasant way ever since. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty happy with it. Nice. Uh, what do you uh, what do you want to do with that degree once you graduate? 
Um, shoot, the dream, just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to end up at one of these sites, uh, your IGNs, your GameSpots, your Kotaku's, all those. Um, really, if I'm being specific, I'd love to be at a place like, um, like I said, IGN or GameSpot, but also Game Informer. Um, mm-hmm. I've been I've been watching their stuff a lot over the last uh, over the last like year or so because mm-hmm. uh, their podcast has always been really great. But I subscribed to their magazine not too long ago, and their articles are good. They make good video yeah. content, and just the vibe of those guys, alongside the vibe of the IGN guys and the uh, GameSpot mm-hmm. guys, um, I feel like I'd probably fit in pretty well there. So uh, yeah, that those are my interests. Those are the targets right now. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I agree with you with Game Informer. It's mm-hmm. something like I don't get a lot of physical mail anymore, but it's always nice to get that magazine in the mail and just kind of flip mm-hmm. through. It brings me back to like when I was middle in middle school, and I used to get PSM, which is the long, yes. <laughs> long. I remember that. I remember magazine. PSM. Oh, it was so good, and uh, yeah, I just have something to like flip through, something tangible, so you don't have to be stuck on a phone. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's great. Um, I had another question, and it just left my brain. It'll come back eventually. <laughs> um, you talk about your your love of movies. Uh, do you have a specific genre that you love, or is it just kind of everything? You know what? I like, uh, unlike games, because with games, I'm very stuck in certain genres, and then I'll hop out every now and then if something really grabs me. Um, Doki Doki, what is it? Doki Doki Literature Club, for example. Mm-hmm. I don't play visual novels. That was one I played and loved. So every now and then that happens. Movies, I will try almost anything. Okay. I will give almost anything a shot. Now, I'm not... There's some movies that are like, oh, we're trying to show you some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not I'm not out here trying to watch a Siberian film or anything like that. I don't know if you heard of that one. It's really... Uh, it rings a bell. It rings, <laughs> rings a very small bell in my head. Well, I'll let the listeners Google that if they want to, <laughs> but don't go down that rabbit hole. Um, I will say, though, I am kind of... I don't know if sadistic's the word, but I get curious for movies like that. Where I don't want to watch them because I know it's bad, but I will go on IMDb and search up the parental guide. Yeah, <laughs> and see what happens. I totally get that. Yeah. Oh my god, I do that all the time, and half the time I end up bumming myself out. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that sometimes with uh, another best friend, Mike Towndrow, uh, mm-hmm. who is on the show. He he's a huge film guy, and it seems like he sees like his uh, uh, yeah a weird indie film like every other day and so like he would tell me what he saw that i do the same thing i look it up to kind of get like the plot synopsis and some of the stuff is like crazy out there yeah (laughs) (laughs) which uh, like it's cool but i don't know if i could sit through some of that stuff i'll I'll say the one one of those that really messed me up was there's this movie called the funny games or maybe not the funny games just funny games and the whole movie is just, I mean, I'm probably going to spoil it for everybody. So if you want to watch the funny games, pause or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole movie is just these two dudes go to a lake house and take hostage his family and just fuck with them the whole movie. And that's the whole movie. <laughs> and there's like a scene where you think, oh, wait, they're going to get out. They're going to, she saved the day or something. And then they're like, psych. And then they literally hit the rewind button in the movie and the movie goes back five minutes Oh, it's like wow that's just mean yeah <laughs> and so i saw the ending for that one and i'm like oh i, I i'm bummed for like a week now <laughs> yeah. oh god but yeah like i said i'll I'll try just about any type of film uh, i like to give things a chance i like to see if weird things appeal to me um mm-hmm. but yeah that's that's what i am on film so what uh, what are your uh your i don't want to put you on the spot but like <laughs> top top five of last year top five of last year Ooh, yeah. okay 
Um, well, Black Klansman is up there. Uh, I really, really dug Black Klansman. Um, I still have to see it. Yes. Next, I, when I get paid next week, that's one of the ones I want to buy mm-hmm. and get. Yeah, I think it's probably coming back in theaters at some locations because it is I'll nominated. See. Oh, yeah, that's right. AMC usually does the Oscar movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So uh, I really loved that when I saw that with friends. We were actually trying to see Blind Spotting. And then it wasn't in theaters anymore, so we were like, well, yeah. here's the next best thing. <laughs> and it was not any in any way like a lower-tier movie at all. Mm-hmm. That movie's outstanding. Um, speaking of blind spotting, that, that's another one up there. I, I eventually did see that earlier this year. Um, that movie was so fucking good. And not only was it good, it like... Because there's a lot of these movies about like race relations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was one of the few movies that... like hit to something exactly that i experienced <laughs> like gotcha. i'm not saying the main character in that movie went through the same things i've went through or vice versa but like that character is very similar to just me in general and if something like that was happening to me i imagine it, i'd go through the same mm-hmm. things same stuff I, it was just really impressive uh, what what is like a quick like pitch on that movie because i've heard people rave about it oh. especially in the, in the facebook group and i've never even heard of it Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's why blind spotting is so lit, and it's Black History Month, so it is appropriate. Um, so the whole the whole idea of blind spotting is this guy who had some bad event that got him arrested in the past. You find out what it is in the movie, but okay. when it starts, he's been arrested and he's he's out of prison. Now he's on probation, and the movie starts. He has like I think three days left of probation, and it's and it's the whole movie is just him trying to stay out of trouble before his probation's up and the obstacles are hey he's still he's on probation yes but like he just goes to the apartment and has to check in at a certain time he's still on the street with our, with all his friends and everything mm-hmm. so he's not like he's like a good guy he, he just grew up in the hood so gotcha. you know he's going around trying to live a responsible life but his friend is crazy <laughs> his friend is the one who like gets him into all the shit loki and so it's just him trying to balance his friendship with that. There's a love interest, uh, Janina Avangar. I think I oh, yeah, said her name great. wrong. Yeah, she's she's excellent, and she's in this movie as well, which is one of the reasons I kind of wanted to see it because I just like her in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to say much more about her character. You'll watch it to find <laughs> out. But um, but yeah, that's basically what the setup is and why it's so good. Um, it tackles race relation in a way that is super modern. Um, like it tackles stuff where, especially with like, cause when I say his friend's crazy, uh, main character's black, his friend's white. So the white one's the crazy one. The white one's the super hood one who's always doing, you know, some ratchet shit. Yeah. So they kind of play with that and talk about like how I, what's the word for it when it's not what you expect? <laughs> it's the opposite. Dichotomy oh. is what I'm thinking of, but I don't think that's what the word is. Um, It's like. The, the subversion my head subversion like, yeah subvert your expectations yeah is what yeah it is it's talking about how that subverts you know how you expect people to act for that race and it kind of flips it on its head and then it like addresses things directly and then there's a really big twist ending um well i won't say really big twist ending yeah but they they've been they teased something throughout the film and then there's a direct confrontation of it at the end of the film and it puts you really on edge <laughs> and yeah. you're like oh my god something horrible is going to happen and i'm not going to tell you whether or not it happens or yeah, not because you should watch the movie yeah. um but yeah it, it's just a really modern look at race relations and you know specifically how 
you know, white people act around black neighborhoods and vice versa. So gotcha. it's it's really cool. I recommend yeah. everyone watch it. Yeah, I, after hearing all the buzz and you just tell me a little bit mm-hmm. about it, it was on my list already. Probably not as high as some of the other ones, like Black Klansman. But yeah, I yeah. I, I I need to I need to watch this. I can't. Yeah. I can't not watch it. Type <laughs> the, of thing. The best pitch I can say for it is this: is what I told my mom because she does she wouldn't listen to any of me talk that long. Um, <laughs> but my mom too. My yeah, mom too. <laughs> I love her, but nah, she's <laughs> indifferent on most things. Um, <clears throat> I just told her it's uh, Boys in the Hood meets Friday. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. So it's yeah. it's like that levity, that creativity with the more serious tone. So yeah, nice. yeah, go see it, guys, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do you have any more uh, in your top five? Um, yes, I, I think I said like three so far. Yeah, you uh, have Blind Spotting, you have uh, Black Klansman. I think that's it. I think oh, okay, two. Yeah. Um, well, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves. I kind of knew that before I asked the question because I know how much you love that movie. But <laughs> Dude, yeah. That yeah. That, oh, so good. That's another one where I saw myself a lot in Miles's character, especially like straight up. My dad is the cop, <laughs> like one to one comparison right there, mm-hmm. and that that spoke to me so much. I cried like a good three times during that. Oh, movie. same. Yeah, I, I had that theater to myself, and I openly <laughs> weeped multiple times during yeah. the movie. And it, it kind of made me sad a little bit because when I saw the film, my family didn't want to see it, so they were like, "We're gonna watch Creed 2. and I still hadn't uh-huh. seen Creed one. So I was mm-hmm. like, eh, y'all go ahead. I'm going to watch Spider-Verse, me and my little brother and my cousin. And, man, I was I was bawling. And the rest of them were like, this is a fun movie. And I'm over there like, <laughs> That's oh, kind of like what I, what I tell uh, my summer camp kids. And I probably told the story before, but uh, we, we took the camp to go see Toy Story 3 in theaters. Oh, my God. At the end of that movie, when all they're holding hands, like accepting their fate that they're gonna die, yeah. I was bawling my eyes out. Oh and my the campers returned to me like, "Mr. Kyle, why are you crying? Like, <laughs> you don't understand. When I was your age, I saw the first one. I grew up with them, and they're just gonna die. No. Oh, dude. And, and they made fun of me the rest of the summer. But it like." Whatever that movie's beautiful, so dude, yeah, it's that movie made me ugly cry, dude. Like yeah, head yeah. hurting. Oh yeah. god, this yeah. same thing, kind of like uh, in Spider in Spider Verse when you saw Stan Lee on the screen. Yeah, when you, when you saw Miles finally accept his fate of you know he just needs to do the leap, mm-hmm. and when he does that leap, the most iconic shot in that entire movie. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like it's, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and then afterwards, like when you read, like the little hints that they they did with just the visual stuff. Like yeah, the reason the glass broke is because he was still holding. He was still on. a little timid about it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he was still glued to the glass, but he still jumped anyway. Oh, it's so beautiful. They did. Dude. I I want that to win all the Oscars. <laughs> like it should be best picture. One hundred percent. I I feel like it should. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Shout out so to fucking Spider Verse. Absolutely, um, I can't yeah. wait for the. I think they're doing what uh, Spider Gwen and Miles. Oh, one? yeah, Spider Gwen is the second one. Yeah, you are yeah. correct. Um, but yeah, I ooh, I love that movie so much. Um, another one I liked a lot. Uh, rounding out the last two here, uh, Incredibles two. Um, yeah, I liked it choice. a lot. Now I feel like my my opinion on Incredibles two is kind of just brought down a little bit because Spider-Verse is just so good. Yeah. And usually I'm used to Pixar being the leaders of animation, um, mm-hmm. just as far as the quality of their films. And I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, Incredibles 2 a whole lot, but it wasn't like, 
it, it was like, oh, that was a cool. That it felt like another entry in the Incredibles yeah. universe, not a time shifting. It was like an Age of Ultron type thing. Yeah. And when I think of Incredibles too, I uh, I get the whole villain thing. Like I remember that very clearly. But the Jack Jack vs Raccoon superhero fight is probably the yeah. best superhero fight in like recent comic book movies. <laughs> um, and so that's my, the most memorable part in that whole movie, and that's like only five minutes long or whatnot. <laughs> but yeah. I do like again talk about like subverting your expectation thing. How it was a Mrs. It was Miss Incredible. It was a lesser yes. known movie, and yeah. I like how Mr. Incredible had to deal with being a dad. I mm-hmm. like that a whole lot because I love that too. I, I kind of relate to that, you know, having to be that role model <laughs> for my nieces type of thing so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i love that yeah and plus how the kids got to kind of take over a little bit towards the end i thought that yeah. was a really cool touch it was it was cool um and then uh well black panther of course i really loved um but i don't i don't know what it is about black panther i when i think back to the movie i don't have like moments that i'm like oh man that part of black panther is so cool that part i don't have too many of those i just remember it being a good movie and me being really happy when i saw it yeah. so um, what I what I do want because I feel like everyone's talking about Black Panther. I want to give a shout out to Tomb Raider that came out last year. <laughs> Tomb Raider's not bad. Yeah, Tomb Raider yeah. is not bad, but everyone was just like, "Oh, I don't need to see this movie," and you don't. But <laughs> it is like a it's a solid translation of that mo- of the game, and they put a little bit of a twist on it that isn't completely jumping the shark. That I thought yeah. actually was a pretty cool twist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to that and. Uh, God, what's her name? The the young lady who portrays her, Alicia um, Vikander. Yes, Alicia Vikander, because um, she's really good in Tomb Raider, and I actually ended yeah. up watching uh, Ex Machina. You oh, know. one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I only that saw it. So good. I saw it for the first time a couple weeks ago. So I I like that movie, but I, I watched it. I watched it in a in a headspace where I was like, I just need to watch something that's gonna let me escape because I'm not feeling too happy, and then. You know what happens? Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> and I was like, "Shucks." <laughs> yeah, probably not the best movie to pick if you're in that in that, that yeah. headspace. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, so yeah, besides bes- oh, another big obvious one is Infinity War, but mm-hmm. bes- besides Infinity War, those are like you know my favorites of last year. Yeah. Uh, how'd you like that Super Bowl End Game little teaser Dude, trailer? I am so into how dark and depressing everything is, <laughs> and I I'm so like. With this being Disney and this being like their crown jewel of all of their yeah. properties, they're going so not necessarily mature, but just so like, oh yeah, we are in a bad spot right now, and they're, they're just leaning yeah. into it. I, I kind of feel like they're respecting us as viewers because mm-hmm. it's not like a, the next Avengers movie and everything's okay. <laughs> like everyone has smiles and go about their business, and there's just another villain. No, it seems like a lot of time has passed. Like, the this, this scene where all the boats are on Ellis Island, just kind yep. of wash ashore. City Field, where I've been millions of times, looked like a war zone, and <laughs> nobody was there, and how angry Steve Rogers looked. That last silhouette of the team walking, oh my Dude, god. Dude, it looked like they were marching to their deaths, it was crazy. Yeah, like, they, they looked like they were willing to do anything to right the wrong type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, I'm, I am all for it. Amen um, to that. And like we get Captain Marvel soon, we have uh, us. The I think oh, the week dude. after Captain Marvel, I'm I so wait. I can't wait for us. But man, that's I gotta have some friends in there <laughs> in oh, that yeah. theater. Yeah, I, I'm seeing it opening night at like six o'clock on a Thursday. Oh boy, 
So I should get the full <laughs> theater experience with that one because that one looks. I loved Get Out, but that wasn't like a, a Get Out was a horror comedy, Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks straight up horror, gonna creep you out. Yeah, because yeah. what I like about this one, because like a lot of some horror movies are, let's let's see how let's see all the creative ways we can maim and dismember people. And I'm not really about that life. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, if I'm going to watch a horror movie, there has to be some interesting hook. Get Out had that hook where it um, had that racial, those racial undertones, but then things got insane, of course. Yeah. Um, and Us looks really creative in the way that, hey, it's it's literally you. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, what, who's your own worst enemy but yourself? So I'm like, okay, that could be really yeah. interesting. I, and I trust Jordan Peele entirely. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, all right, here comes what I think a lot of people want to know, and I realize you already discussed <laughs> this on OK Beast uh, on Super Throne, Rock, Throne Watch. Yeah, but uh, your Twitter handle EJ Sponge sixty one. What's it all about? All right, so um, there's actually not not like a super huge grand story, but um, what the Twitter handle is from when I made my first email address <laughs> in like middle school. Sometime mm -hmm. I was like, all right, this is gonna be something that defines me for my entire life. What's my favorite thing in the world? SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> so that's where that part came from. EJ, of course, Emmett Jr. So um, that's where that one came. And then the 61, I was thinking to myself, all right, there has to be some numbers at the end of this. What is going to sound good? So I thought, of, so I like said a bunch of numbers in my head to myself. And I was like, if you say 611, like in your head, it kind of has a jingle to it, like EJ Sponge 611. And I was oh, like, yeah, ooh. Nice. I was like, okay, I'm going to try that one. And then the extra one was taken, so I chopped off the one, and here we are with 61. <laughs> oh, nice. Very, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize you loved SpongeBob that much. Dude, SpongeBob is like... SpongeBob is my favorite animated series of all time, definitely, and probably just my favorite television series of all time, if I really think about it. Um, I, I SpongeBob movie, I've cried... I, for like a good seven years, I couldn't watch the SpongeBob movie all the way without crying. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> so that movie, that movie has like a really deep center, like. Mm -hmm. And plus, I kind of modeled just growing up. I modeled my personality off of SpongeBob quite a bit. <laughs> okay. So yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's my dude. That's the homie. Um, yeah. I, and plus, now that he's taken over meme culture, I'm like, yo, I'm happy to see him every <laughs> other day. Yeah, I feel like when we're older. Well, I'll be, I'll get there faster than you are, faster than you. But like Slightly SpongeBob, so. SpongeBob's never gonna die. I feel like he, mm -hmm. he's he's one of those lasting icons in pop culture. And like when he when that show first came out, was not expecting it to be this this huge phenomenon type. Of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Oh man! Shout out to that show. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, Los Harrow Games. Uh, mm -hmm. How'd that the, how'd that get all? Man, I can't speak good today. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. How, it's all good. How'd that get started? Um, so actually, I was actually brought on previously. Uh, so Los Harrow started. Um, it's it started as its own site. It was pretty much just about uh, pop culture, comics, um, and just all of that type of stuff. And you know, I had some friends run it. And uh, let me bring up their specific name so yeah. I can get the right stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, Arlen Harrow is the founder. He's the editor-in-chief. Um, and it's him and a couple of other faces that kind of started it. Uh, you got Teo over there, Hunter Davenport, uh, Gary Tim, Alan Muir, and Stephanie. 
um, and then a couple other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they really started it like years and years ago before I was even part of it. Now, how I got associated with the site, um, you, you probably are aware of the Comedy Button podcast. Yeah. Yes. Um, big fan of that podcast, too. Uh, I, I got a huge backlog of episodes to listen to. Yeah. Um, but I still love those guys, and I'm still on the Facebook group. And I was just super popping in the Facebook group, uh, super active, just like I am in a kind of funny group most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after a while, these guys were in the same group, and they started noticing, oh, he's writing stuff on Tumblr on his on, on the side. He's making YouTube videos on the side. Um, he's getting invited on other podcasts on the side. So they hit me up about two years ago, and, mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, we're thinking about doing a game side of the site. Do you want to hop in on this? I said yes, and then after a couple of delays and a couple of uh, you know life events happening, yeah. um, we were finally able to start it this past October. Um, so I've been writing on there. I head up the PlayStation side of stuff, but I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, when I say I head up the PlayStation side of stuff, that means I write about mostly PlayStation games. And if somebody has a PlayStation article, they ask me about it, and I say okay. <laughs> so that's really <laughs> what it is. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's something that we, of course, obviously just started, but we got the weekly podcast we're doing, um, every now and then where we put up articles. It's really, it's not like a regimented schedule of stuff, except for that podcast. We try to hit that every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do just write whatever we're feeling, um, review whatever. And we don't want it to be just like a typical site where it's, Hey, new game. We have to talk about what's new, what's popping now. Yeah. Um, it's very beneficial for our views most of the time, but um, we, we don't want it to just be that, so we've also made it, uh, opened it up to talking about older games, um, talking about games that, you know, aren't in the zeitgeist right now, but mm-hmm. if you have something interesting to say, that's worth existing on the internet. Um, so that's what we're doing, and we got a couple of writers on there right now. Um, we might be expanding pretty soon, um, as far as our last talks have gone to, um, but we got a stable of writers that we're uh, cycling through, and uh, it's going pretty well. And it's nice. a and it's a good way for me to finally have all of my writing uh, put into one singular place rather than linking to a bunch of Tumblr blogs. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's good for me in that way. How does it feel that you you're getting a chance to like do something you want to do? How does it feel like writing about games and having people listen to you talk about them and, and read your words? Dude, it's like super weird. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird in a way where because I am like now I know. I don't want to come on with the self-deprecation because that ain't cool. But, like, I just don't think of myself as that big a deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, just in general. Like, we're all people on this planet. And yeah. I, I think of myself as, like, you know, we're all an individual. So yeah. I, I just I don't... completely agree with that mm-hmm. Exactly. So I don't, like, put myself on a pedestal or anything. So when people, like... Before I even got to Los, Los Hero, you know, every now and then I'd get a little bit of uh, traffic for my uh, Tumblr stuff that I used to do. Or I'd make a really long review of something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'd get people saying, yo, this is really good. And I'm like, oh, really? You, you Not only did you sit down and read these 500 words I wrote about the Straight Outta Compton movie, but you liked what I had to say. <laughs> that's like, that's impressive that you care that much. And that's really what it is on that site. Um, I'm impressed that, I mean, shoot, we got... Our, one of our podcast episodes is almost at 100 views right now, um, which is something we didn't expect. With the we, we started that podcast, it was about like 10 views or so, and then slowly but surely, we're getting at least a regular 30 views on each one. Um, well, 30 listens, I should say. This is a podcast, but uh, yeah, 
but yeah, I'm surprised people care. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm super grateful. I'm super happy about it, of course. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm surprised my opinions are worth a damn. <laughs> and I'm, I'm super happy they are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I understand where that's coming from, too. That's kind of how I feel just in general, just going through <laughs> regular life. So uh, I can't imagine like you having a spot where you're putting out regular content and, and something you you love to do and people recognizing you for doing it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's it's uh, really surreal. Yeah. And, you know, kind of piggybacking off of the, uh, you know, not wanting to put yourself up on that pedestal. Uh, something I was going to, going to hold off on. I, I see it in, in the background of your room. Oh, uh, this right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, how was it, you know, being... Uh, chosen as one of the prom court members it was me and you shared the stage which yes, is indeed <laughs> which is an honor and one of the highlights of i think my life really is getting up on that stage and Ditto. it was it's such a such a weird feeling and i just i don't <laughs> think we ever really got to because that whole weekend was kind of like a blur but like how did how did that feel like mm-hmm. to you personally dude that was so surreal as well yeah. um because that came out of me so i wasn't even actually planning on going to prom mm-hmm. when it was announced because i started 2018 saying hey i'm trying to focus on my studies because i'm going to graduate soon let me because i i go to rtx every year just about and that's mm-hmm. in texas uh saving up for money to go with uh andy tyler Westhouse, all my friends down there um and I was like, okay, I'm not going to RTX this year. I need to save my money. I need to like focus on my life. Mm-hmm. Then two weeks later, they're like, kind of funny prom. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't go to my prom for reasons that – that's another story why I didn't go to my <laughs> high school prom. Um, but, yeah, I didn't go to my prom. Okay, maybe that's something I want to do. So I started looking at flights, and I was like, all right, the hotel's going to cost a lot, so I don't know. Then my buddy Tyler Westhouse uh, got him an internship at PlayStation over the summer. So he was like, yeah, dude, you can stay at my apartment. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) this just became a lot more possible. So by the end of January, got myself a plane ticket. And, you know, and the whole prom king happened because I I was like, okay, this is going to be my first prom experience. How cool would it be if I could be king? And and I knew I was a relative nobody in the community. Like, you know, I'm kind of low key on the Facebook group. I'm not like, you know, active every single day or anything. Um, you know, I'm kind of like quiet about it. Um, but I've been around forever. I mean, I've been following these guys since IGN. Yeah. So I figured the one thing that I, I forgot, I forgot Blessing had bars, but (laughs) (laughs) the one thing I knew, I was like, okay, it's a bunch of white nerds in this community. No one's going to make a rap battle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, that's just what I was counting on. And sure enough, not many people responded, but Blessing, bless me and Blessing back and forth, I think is what really made that. Um, it wasn't just my track. It was the fact that he responded and that there was this camaraderie, this battle going back and forth. That really surprised me. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it, to get recognition for that and to get people at all the events being like, yo, that went hard. I'm like, yeah. what? Because <laughs> yeah. like, I love hip hop, man. I, I, I rap along in the shower all the time. But mm-hmm. like, dude, <laughs> to have people like recognize me before i've seen them that is super duper surreal yeah um and it, it was it was appreciated as, as somebody who was also running for prom king and and the moment you did the diss track and then <laughs> bless responded and i'm sitting over here trying to do the whole wholesome like hey you know 
Uh, I wasn't that popular in high school. I, 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 make, no. make one of you. Like, I'm one of you. Put me on that stage type of thing. You know and, what? I was in the same boat, so. Yeah. And, but, like, being on the other side where I could had no skills like that whatsoever. <laughs> and seeing you two go back, back and forth and then Mike with his songs. And, God, it was what a time to be alive. That I think that whole co- competition i put it put in quotes because we all just were having fun a great time. oh definitely and just that was my favorite favorite thing just mm-hmm. seeing everyone go back and forth and then you know actually hearing our names to be going up on stage and, and god it was so good it was yeah that was amazing. so surreal dude because i because yeah. i was like you know i knew that my so I knew that the rap thing gave me a lot of traction, put me on a lot of people's radar. But when it came down to that night, because I had put out another a second diss track, yeah, that I'm sure not many looking at the views on YouTube, not everyone watched. <laughs> did it? <laughs> did it? Was it Mike on that diss track? Mike was on that one. Yeah, yeah. Mike Townro uh, gave me a guest feature. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gave me a guest feature that was on beat and within the parameters for, of the original song as well. So yeah. I could just put on my, my verse right after it perfectly. And he did that within less than two hours. So yeah. He's good. a talented man. Yes, he is. He's yeah. he's on another level. Um, but yeah, just that when the night came down to it and they announced my name, I was totally like... Because I, I had been dancing that whole night. So by that time, I was like, okay... Let's watch this last part, and then we're probably gonna leave after this. So mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, let's watch this. I'm I'm gonna watch." And then my name was the first one read, and I was like, "What? Yeah. Oh, oh, great! Oh boy, this is exciting!" Um, and so yeah, I got to get up there, and uh, Tim had already stopped me in the hallway too before that because he didn't tell me I was going to win. Yeah, but he said to be around when they announced it. Oh, okay. So like <laughs> wink, wink type yeah. of thing. Yeah, wink, wink. And so I was like, "Okay." But I wasn't thinking, oh, I won. I was thinking, like, oh, they might, like, bring bring everyone up here or do something special. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I I was just blown away. I was blown away. And then, like, I do want to comment on the thing I did up there, <laughs> the whole Killmonger thing. Um, cause oh, I, don't, I don't even remember that, actually. <laughs> most people don't because it was, like, a half second. Um, like, as soon as Bless won, because I told Tim this in the hallway, because Tim, he stopped me in the hallway to say, hey, be around, but also yeah. thank you for taking it to that level and mm-hmm. doing rap beef and turning this into what it was. Um, I asked him in there, I was like, yo, if I get on stage and I'm like one of the finalists and if Blessing wins, can I like do a thing? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, can I make like a, a Killmonger reference? He's, and that's back when the meme was still popping. Uh-huh. And so he's like, oh, that'd be funny. Okay. And so I told him about it and then I went and did it. And then like dead silence. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, okay, people are going to get this. And I think Bless got it because he on uh, Super Throne Watch later, we recorded recently. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that he got the reference, but everyone else is just like, I haven't seen Black Panther in like four months. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like eh, that was fine but hey it was worth it i was feeling crazy i was feeling happy at the time so yeah yeah, yeah Living, that's learn. awesome um all right i mean we're at that time of the show where you have to give me and the listeners one thing that we should read watch play or listen to so what do you got hmm. all right here's what i got um so with it being we already said this earlier black history month um <laughs> i really want to show I want to show off some stuff. So I'm not going to, I don't have a list or anything, but uh-huh. so hip hop is like a really big thing now. 
um the last like five years or so it's really you know hip-hop has become the most listened to genre rap slash hip-hop whatever you want to call it um different names for different subgenres. um but i want to shed light on a group that i don't think too many people have heard of um a tribe called quest is uh, a fantastic rap group they are you know more popular for their stuff in the 90s um you got their hits like scenario world tour but i want to I want to point a light to their last album um, because one of their members. So it's made up of three main members. Uh, it's uh, Q Tip's one of them, right? Q Tip is the main guy. Yeah. Um, Five Dogs also in there, and uh, Shahid Muhammad, who pretty much just does instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the main guys. But uh, not too long ago, Five Dog actually died. Um, oh wow! Yeah, he had. Uh, I want to say he he was suffering from. I think it was diabetes. Um, so he, he had it ever since the 90s. So mm-hmm. um, complications happened and he sadly left before before we wanted him to. Um, so this album was kind of their tribute to Fife Dog. And it had a couple of verses that he had recorded, you know, before he died as well. Um, and that album just it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, I listened to it back when it came out in 2016, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I had never cared about tribe called quest i barely knew who they were um but that that album alone brought them up to like a top top level as far as i'm concerned for me personally um so i recommend people listening to that uh it's what's the name of that album oh (laughs) that's important huh um it's called uh thank you for your service we got it from here um and it's a good title yeah, it's a bit long to type in, yeah. <laughs> but if you type in "Thank you for your service," Tribe Called Quest, it'll pop up, I'm sure. Um, and it's just it's just bangers after bangers. It's a very good album because the hallmark of a good album, if I can play it all the way through, mm-hmm. that is like how I define if that album's good. And I, it's hard for me to listen to one track off that album, and only one track. I have to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, go out and listen to that one. Uh, the Tribe is in full effect, and they will never die. So that's, that's awesome. the main thing. That's a good one. Uh, Cause uh, it's one like I was middle school, high school. Like I knew of them and I knew of Q-Tip cause he kind of went off on like his solo thing for a little bit. Definitely. But I, I'm not a, hip-hop I love, head? I love hip No, I love hip hop. It just, that's my first go-to. Mm-hmm. It's like of things to listen to. I understand. Um, like, but I love like the nerdy, nerdy hip hop, like Mega Ran. I mm-hmm. love Mega Ran. Um, so I, I, I need to get back into music. I'm just lacking in music in general. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, this is a good one. I'll definitely be checking that out. Yeah. They're, they're excellent guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, we kind of danced around it before, mm-hmm. uh, but how'd you get into kind of funny? This is being oh, a yeah. kind of funny show about the community. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing it had to do with podcast beyond. Um, most certainly, uh, I can, I can remember the first time, like just going on IGN.com because that was the game site in, I guess, 2005, whenever it was and just scrolling down and I heard them, they just played Killzone 2 and they were like, here's our impressions on Killzone 2 talking about on a podcast. And I'm like, what's a podcast? And I clicked it and it was just an audio file and it played and I'm like, Ooh, wait a second. And so I saved it, downloaded it, put it on my PSP Nice. and I was like, Oh, this is cool. And I did that for a couple months, and then it went from the PSP to the little iPod little clip thing, mm-hmm. and then went there to phones, and then 
from the phones. They left IGN and yeah. Uh, and I think the first time I met them, uh, Tim actually probably talked about this on an older podcast, but uh, yeah, the first, the year that they started, uh, they visited Atlanta for the first and so far only <laughs> time. Uh, they visited Momocon, which is a convention me and my friends go to. And I had never been to Momocon because it's mostly an anime thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I had plenty of friends who went. And when they announced they were coming, I was like, yo, we got to get up on this. I Tell me what to do. When, what money? What lodging? How are we doing this? Yeah. And so, yeah, I've been going to Momocon ever since. So that's another that's good nice. side effect of it. I actually met Nolan North and Troy Baker last year. Oh, at sweet. That. Um, so, yeah, it's a convention worth going to if you're in the Atlanta area. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, ever since then... Uh, I've seen them at least once every year since. Um, that's actually where I met Andy Seitz that I mentioned earlier that we go to RD, R, RTX with. Mm -hmm. um, he's one of my uh, closest friends. Um, he He's a good boy. <laughs> and he, nice. he, he recognized me at the meet and greets because he saw me in the kind of funny Facebook group all the time. Or not the kind of that's before the kind of funny face. Uh, that's before the kind of funny Facebook group. Uh, the comedy button one is what he knew me from, mm -hmm. and so he recognized me. And then a couple months later, he was like, "Yo, dude, what if you? I live in Alabama. You live in Georgia. What if you drove up here and then we kept driving to Texas for RTX, and then it, I became a globe trotter? <laughs> nice. <laughs> or as much of a globe trotter as I can be going from Texas to so Cali. you you've seen them every year since." Mm -hmm. How are you going to see them this year? You know what? <laughs> want to come up to New York in April? Come on. Come on up, I, you know what? Here's the thing. I've never been to New York. Yeah. And I really want to go to New York. That is like the next place I really am dying to visit. Mm -hmm. um, it all depends because, I mean, that's in April. Yeah. Um, I bought my airline ticket to go to kind of funny prom in January. <laughs> so... Uh -huh. Uh, it, it's a money thing at this point. Yeah, it's just a question I of if, understand. yeah, it's a question of if I can get money for it. But how will I see them this year? Um, in a perfect world, if I get that up and comer opportunity, that'd be a oh, really yeah. cool way to do it. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. go nominate Emmett. He deserves it. <laughs> and that's another weird thing because I'm super like, for the reasons I already talked about, I'm super yeah. bad about like, hey, go vote for me unless I'm like hamming it up for something silly. This feels way more like. Hey, go recommend me for this job, which feels yeah. so formal and feels so like, uh, I don't want to be too cocky about my accomplishments mm -hmm. in life. But yeah, that, that would be a cool thing. And enough people have told me they throw my name in the hat where I'm kind of starting to feel like maybe that's a legitimate thing to think yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm in the same boat. Like, yeah, I, the prom thing, like, Hey, vote for me for prom. That was all good and fun. Like mm -hmm. that was whatever this though, like, <laughs> I find it hard for me to put myself out there to like, hey, go nominate me for this because mm -hmm. there's in my my head there's so many other amazing people in the community that deserve a shot, yep. and I am so far down on the totem pole. <laughs> but like like some people have said they've not nominated me. I'm like I'm floored by it. I love that, and that's all I want. But like. There's so many people that deserve this shot, and I'm so I, it's something that I'm so happy that they're doing. Like, yeah, I think it's re, it's one of the reasons why I love Kind of Funny is they're they're giving people a shot. Like Snowblake Mike was supposed to be on Games Daily today, and the only reason he did it because of the blizzard that was in California. Yeah, the day after tomorrow is today. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god, it's just I, it's just something I love them doing. And uh, if if it's not if you're not going to nominate me or Emmett, just go nominate somebody. Make somebody's day. And mm -hmm. be like, hey, 
we think that you deserve this and and you know just put that out there you never know what happens yeah um what do you think of the new kind of funny 4.0 lineup since they kind of revamped everything dude at the beginning of the year i really really dig it i am loving it Same. um it's one of those things where because i never watched the morning show pretty much mm-hmm. not not for reasons related to the show i was just like out of the tier if i was to rank every piece of content they make that's like on the lower tier for me yeah so I just wouldn't watch it that much, but now that they've separated all of the aspects of that morning show into mm-hmm. different shows, that is so much better for me. Now, I do kind of feel bad because, um, I mean, I can only feel bad as I need to, but I- I've fallen behind under content to a certain degree. Oh, same. Um, and I feel like that's just with life. If you want to, yeah. if you want to experience anything besides yeah. kind of funny, you have to kind of sacrifice some kind of funny. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, game, I've always loved Games Daily, so that's still great. But uh, KFAF, I, I love watching that every week. And yeah. Internet Explorers is another one where I love watching that one. Like, especially because, man, it was so satisfying. I submitted a couple fun clips, and to, they both were hits <laughs> on nice. the latest episode. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a satisfying feeling that I wouldn't have gotten with the previous one because mm-hmm. that was such a you know different thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really... something I, I want to do is submit clips, but it's the thing that's holding you back is, well, what if it's not good? I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that keeps sending in bad clips. So I got to find something that, that's going to hit Here, pro tip. I just went to YouTube and just scrolled through all my favorite videos, like videos I've put in the favorites folder. I just scrolled through those since the beginning of time and just, oh, sub- nice. I submitted like a whole bunch for them to just use forever. So that that would have been smart for past Kyle to do is create a favorite <laughs> folder on YouTube. <laughs> um, what is your out of everything that they've ever done, like show wise or live show wise? What is your favorite piece of content that they've put out? Hmm. Favorite piece of content? You know, I'm a fan of. Now I love their live shows. I love you know. If I was to think about an event, of course, prom would be my favorite thing of all time. Mm-hmm. But, like, I really love it when they hammer down into more serious topics. And sometimes it's not always expected. And sometimes <laughs> it goes into directions that they maybe wish it didn't. Um, now, I, I always think about the Rob Paulson episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I love that episode. And I think Rob Paulson's still a swell guy. But, man, <laughs> towards the end of that episode, I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. That, that's, that's what's happening. All right. But, um, yeah, I, I love those more serious episodes. Uh, the one that I had in my head, uh, they recently had, and I forget who it was, but uh, fight, it was the episode titled uh, How to Stop Institutional Racism. Mm. Um, I, I really like that episode. And, of, of course, you know, we know these guys. They're not qualified to speak on a lot of this yeah. stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I, I love I love that they'll, they're not afraid to, like, go into it. And every now and then when they have someone on that is, you know, qualified to speak on certain matters like that they they get into it and yeah for as for as ignorant as they might be on some topics they're not afraid to get away from it they're not afraid to talk it out and learn a little bit so um that's that's one thing i appreciate and that's one thing i've kind of adopted in my life just trying to learn through conversation more often than not absolutely yeah yeah it's not all just you know sweet sugary candy sometimes you they get into like the the hearty meat of the the Mm-hmm. topic of the day type of thing um, now it comes Emmett to I need to think of a new uh, <laughs> title for the segment because the gog show is no more so eventually like if I keep doing this this podcast 
people are gonna be like, "What's the game over, Greggy show?" Because people, are, <laughs> that's gone. It's whatever. Um, but it's the type of the show where my guest brings an old game over, Greggy show topic, and we discuss it amongst ourselves. So I have no idea what you picked. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little nervous. But okay. uh, go ahead, Emmett. Hit me with your god topic. All right, well, I really like the one where uh, it was back in February of last year, <clears throat> excuse me, um, where they talked about negativity on the internet. Um, that is a big one for me, especially now where, uh, now I want to make an important distinction here when I say negativity on the internet, because yes, there are negative people on the internet, but I'm talking less about the trolls and the people who spew venom. I'm talking more about the day-to-day, like, being mean to people (laughs) like like picking your battles and whatnot because especially for me i am i just can't (laughs) i just don't have it in me to be upset about the number of things that we're supposed to be upset about (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and not to say that those things are good or you know anything like that but like you know I, i just don't have the same level of passion and anger for certain things that happen in the world on the internet mm-hmm. and so so on and so forth that i that i feel the need to drown my entire social media feed or you know go on about it all day now every now and then i'll get fired up about something but i whenever i get fired up about something i try and do it from the perspective of like hey this thing's bad do you know what this thing is oh you don't okay well let me tell you in a way that will help you come to an understanding and not that's like you don't know what this is? How the hell don't you know what this is? Like, yeah. where are you? You use that as like a teaching point type of thing yes. to bring more light to the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. Like, uh, like I, I, that's what I love doing. So when I talk about negativity on the internet, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I think about that a lot, um, especially with me using Twitter a whole lot more in the last like two years or so, uh, as opposed to Facebook. And since becoming a kind of funny Facebook mod, uh, yeah. Yes, some of the things you see that you got to take down. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really like, I, I just don't understand where people get the passion <laughs> yeah. to like, like how do you have it in you to be mean at this person when you could put that energy and time into yeah. anything else? Yes, yeah. something creative yeah. or like something constructive is more yeah. where I'm coming from. Like, it's, it's so easy to be mad, but like, man, it's even easier to not. <laughs> it, it's... It's me kind it of like, yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. It, it goes back to, like, things you were taught early on, like, in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. It's like, treat others how you want to be treated. And I can't believe that these people who are just saying real mean things, like like you said, being a, a Facebook admin, uh, you see a lot of people do crazy, heinous stuff to each other. Like, hey, I just look through your profile, I don't man. You look awful in these pictures. For the, there's no need to take it that far. Yeah, it's it's okay to have disagreements with each other, and that's not the type of like negativity I'm, I, I think you're talking about. It just it's when you attack people or say something that is not needed at mm-hmm. all. Yes, and it's it's becoming way too com- common. And I don't want to think it's because of the political climate, but uh, it probably <laughs> most definitely is. Heavily and contribute. It, yeah, and it just it just sucks. It sucks so bad. It's mm-hmm. like the weight on my shoulders seeing it as a teacher. Like I walk through the <laughs> building and I see kids be awful to each other. Like I, 
uh, I sent in um, the group chat among the, the Facebook admins a couple days ago of a note I confiscated between two second graders. And it was just a bunch of, like, you suck, fuck you, suck <laughs> my dick. Like, this is second grade. Oh, boy. Wow. This is second grade. Wow. And it's not, I didn't know like, what a dick was yet. No. And <laughs> the funny thing about that note is, is that the Ds were backwards, so it said Bic. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. Put your mouth uh, on my But, lighter. like, yeah, <laughs> as second graders, and I have so many stories like that of young kids who are just cruel to each other. And it, it, it comes down to, like, upbringing and all that, but that's, like, a whole other topic. But, yeah. like, yeah, negativity needs to – it needs to stop. Yeah. And I come from the Greg Miller school of, of things where if you see it and it's, like, if you're being attacked by it, especially on Twitter, just mute that person. Mm-hmm. And let them scream at, at, at a wall. And you can just go about your day because you don't need that in your life. Yeah, I'm 300% there with you. I tend to just, like, it's so much easier to walk away from people and let them shout at themselves in an empty room rather than yeah. engage with them. Um, with ri- Now, there's rare exception where I've seen some bad stuff to where I'm like, hey, let like, I never, whenever I see something bad, I never am like, oh, I'm fighting this dude because they're completely wrong. What I tend to do is say, okay, why do you feel this way? Yeah. And then hear them and I'm like, okay, why do you feel that? And then after you ask enough questions, you start to get down to a kernel and find out, oh, there's actually nothing there and you're just supporting. Because, like, I'm not going to call this person out. Um, I have a coworker at work who mm-hmm. um, supported some things politically that was pretty outrageous to me. Uh-huh. And so rather than being like, <laughs> rather than being like, you're crazy, what's wrong with you? I'd ask her, OK, why do you feel this way? And then she'd say, why she feel that way? And I'd say, OK. Why, why do you, why do you think, why do you have this belief? And she tells me why. And I'm like, oh, well, um, this isn't really true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I don't, I, I, I'm just telling you like based off of this and this and this, that can't really be true. It is some of my favorite things to say is someone who you just keep asking questions or someone keeps asking that person questions until the point Mm -hmm. where that person just talks themselves back to like, and you can see it on their face. Like, oh man what I said was really stupid mm-hmm. and, but I have too much pride to like step back and, and acknowledge <laughs> it type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, the, the look of recognition when people like yourself, are, like asking questions like, well, why? And then they just keep sputtering until they run out of gas and realize yeah. that what they said was awful, but yeah. they're too proud to <laughs> take it back type of thing. Yeah. And it, and it works perfectly because ultimately she actually came around and now she has a completely different set of beliefs. Now, God bless awesome. and thank God for that. But um, yeah, it was all because I had to question why she's doing it, and she came around to logic eventually. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, negativity's not not great, and At all. if you if you see it out there, if it's directed towards you, first of all, I'm sorry that's happened happens to you. Yeah. But like you said, if you're on Twitter or at a social media platform where you can mute that person, go ahead and do it. You're gonna mm-hmm. feel so much better. Amen to that. Yeah. Don't need that toxicity in your life. All right. Now it comes to the part of the the show where the community and audience of the show will ask my guests questions. I'm ready for this one. Are you ready? Oh, boy, am I. (laughs) (laughs) There's some good ones in here. Uh, Some that we, I believe, yeah, Zyger already asked about your your Twitter handle, your username, so we don't have to do that one. 
But Zyger has a couple other ones. Uh, first one from Zyger comes, or, or he asks, uh, when are you dropping your next mixtape? <laughs> and who's got the hottest disc in 2019? Who's got the hottest disc? Well, as far as I know, the, really the only big beef that happened so far is Tory Lanez versus uh, Homeboy that was on the Eminem record, Joyner Lucas. Um, I think Joyner won, but a lot of people think uh, the other guy won, Tory Lanez. Um, and I, I'm just biased. I, I kind of like Joyner, so that's mm-hmm. where my bias is. So that's why I think the hottest is in 2019 is. But to answer the real question, when's my next track coming? Um, I got to be real with you. I really enjoyed rapping. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed that to the point where I've thought multiple times about either doing some type of an EP or, you know, making more music in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um at this point, it's a question of time because yeah. time doing that is time away from Los Hero, from school, from work, something like that. But man, I I like rapping, man, and it was it was super exhilarating to because mm-hmm. I know, dude, I could I could shoot out five different verses for five different rap songs right now off the top of the dome just because I just mm-hmm. know it all. But it was exhilarating to do that and have that be something original, have that be something that I didn't listen to a million times, have that be something yeah. that came from my heart. So, yeah, I, I want to do some more rapping, but, man, it's just a time constraint. Um, I actually wrote down a whole bunch of stuff, but, you know, oh, we'll nice. see We'll see if that turns into anything. <laughs> Was that your first time, like, you actually wrote something for a rap, like, for Kind of Funny Prom? Yes, that was my first time doing it. Um, I had never, like I said, I've been rapping along to songs forever, and I can keep mm-hmm. up a cadence. And I, I used to be able to do Rap God flawlessly. Um, wow, that's I'm, impressive. Yeah, I'm one of those. So, um, so I've been on it forever. But yeah, rapping, uh, writing things down was super fun because you could like see the pockets where words fit in, within an instrumental. And I just mm-hmm. love hitting those pockets, and I love hitting those pockets repeatedly in the same way. It's kind of like a boxer with the jabs right to the gut when it's open. Uh-huh. I love doing that type of stuff, man. Um, but yeah, no, I have nothing to announce right now. But uh, I'm thinking of stuff. That's what nice. I'll give you. I'm thinking about it. That's awesome. Uh, next question from Zyger. This is a long one. Uh, mm-hmm. He said it's a super science question that requires some explanation. Um, and he, he sent a screenshot of like his his uh, notepad in on his iPhone. All right. So there's a lot of background science that would take way too long to explain. So just accept that science is real. Are you on the same page? I'm, I'm, I'm okay. literally looking at it with you. <laughs> <laughs> the only way teleportation is possible is through quantum entanglement. Too long, didn't read. If atoms are perfectly synced in just the right way, what happens to one atom affects another. The interesting interesting thing about this is distance isn't a factor. You can affect atoms light years away and it will still work if they're perfectly entangled. This leads to teleportation. In order to teleport an object, you need to break it down on a molecular level and copy it piece by piece to be reassembled elsewhere in an instant. The issue is a copy cannot be made without destroying the original. For inanimate objects, it's no biggie. But for live objects, you're effectively killing the original and making a perfect perfect copy of it. There's no way around it. You have to destroy the original in order for the copy to be made. Scientists theorize that the strain of conscience from the original continues on in the copy. So you're effectively putting your mind from one body into another. Knowing this, if scientists ever perfect quantum entanglement and make teleportation, <laughs> would you ever teleport? 
knowing that it's going to kill you, but you will live on in a new body that is exactly like the original with all your memories intact? That's a great huh. question. That is an excellent question. Very um, fun, well thought out. Boy, howdy. Uh, the answer to that one, I, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I'd still do it because you think about any new revelation in science or social sciences or anything that humanity has come across. Every new idea seemed like the craziest thing in the world at some point. Like, it, it seemed like the craziest thing in the world at some point that, like, a dad would stay home and play with the children while the mom would go out and chop down trees or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that was the craziest thing in the world at some point, and now that's pretty normal. Yeah. Um, and then you have the trans movement going right now. That probably seemed like the craziest thing in the world back in, like, maybe the 70s or 60s or something like that. Now it's, like, you know, pretty normal and obvious and accepted. Who Our ideas on consciousness, as technology evolves, our ideas on consciousness, on death, on all this stuff is going to transfer and change so much that I think something like that is going to be widely accepted. Um, it just, all it takes is the first step, and yeah. I'd be I'd be down for that first step. Yeah, I would too. And for the simple reason of, like, traveling would be less, it would be cheaper. Oh yeah, teleport. <laughs> like that's that's True my that. selfish, very superficial <laughs> reasoning behind it. But it's interesting. Like, yeah, if you teleport, then your original self dies. Which I mean, is... if it's the same thing, who cares? <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's interesting though. Like, would uh, you you'd be basically killing yourself, be killing yourself to well, teleport? It depends on how you define yourself. Because, let's say, I mean, have you? I forget the name of this guy, but there's this one dude who uh, he was working on the railroad, and a railroad spike went through his head, Ooh. and it didn't kill him, but it went through his brain and it changed his personality permanently, and so he was never the same guy since. That would be way more upsetting to me than oh i might i died because i teleported that's true because that's how i define myself i define myself with how i act who i am as a person personality uh, not tangible things Mm -hmm. like who i am as a person like shoot man i have this hair mainly because i look like an egg before so (laughs) (laughs) that's the main reason i got this hair this is this is to attract mates primarily so it hasn't been too successful but give it some time um but yeah, so I don't care about the physical stuff, man. My my personal self will still go on. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, next question comes from uh, Jessica Cogswell, at Jessica Cogs on Twitter. Uh, can Emmett pitch us his dream game? I want all the deets. What it play like, what it looked like, who'd be involved, etc. And then you, you responded, you are not prepared. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. Oh, man. Because this is like, this is something I think about almost as much as PlayStation Officers Battle Royale. Um, and I think about that game weekly. So oh, That was the question that I was going to ask you earlier. But we can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it after this. Um, my dream game. Have you ever heard of a movie called Osmosis Jones? Yeah. I watched that in high school biology. Yeah. That's a good movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Basically, my idea for a game is half open world Osmosis Jones, half Quantic Dream level game, but like, and it's also part Forrest Gump. Okay. (laughs) Now, here's what it is. It starts kind of like uh, Inside Out, if you've ever seen the Pixar movie Inside Out. Um, It's basically you, I mean, you're cops, so you guys are protecting the body and the whole the open world is just the human body it is the human anatomy 
and everything that that entails. So I have ideas for like these boss battles where, you know, the, the person gets sick throughout their life and then they got to battle these different ailments and then, you know, you get different mutations and then that turns into different weaponry and stuff. Mm-hmm. With Osmosis and Jones being two different characters, that's two different type of play styles you can switch between on the fly. And then just, and then the blood cells are like the highways. <laughs> so there's like car okay. chases on the blood cells. That's awesome. And then... I, I like I've thought about all of this stuff and then so that's like the main part of the game. That's the main part of what you're experiencing. But the beginning I also want this to be like kind of interacting with the human being outside itself, just like in the movie. So I, I want Quantic Dream level graphics. I don't know if this okay. is gonna be possible, but Quantic yeah. Dream level graphics with like that telltale style of choosing your own adventure where you're mainly mm-hmm. watching cutscenes. And you're choosing how they respond. You're just zooming out into the main person's life to just see how they're growing up. So literally the opening segment is like this big explosive launch sequence because it's literally the conception of this human. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And then like all that happens and the eggs and sperms combine. And then that's the beginning of the game after that. Yeah. And then it's just this kid go- learning life lessons in this Telltale style learning because in my in my ideal game i want the same dude who wrote uh the majority of uh, mafia 3 um i want him writing this because i have it envisioned where this person's mixed and they're having to navigate the world where mm-hmm. they don't completely they, they they're not completely accepted by either side um which is not something i deal with because i'm i'm all the way black so it's whatever uh-huh. but like i think that's just a really interesting thing um because I listen to a lot of Logic and I listen to a lot of Mariah Carey. So that's something I think about sometimes. So I think that'd be an interesting thing to tackle, especially in games. Um, and then their whole life, they'll, they're dealing with that. So you're just making different interesting choices based off of like what side you want to lean more into. And then there's consequences for that you know, in your everyday life. Um, and so that would be the outside. And then the inside would just be like, I'm thinking third person shooter. And I'm thinking like, if you remember a game called uh, Void... What is it called? Dark Void. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the whole hook with Dark Void was that you could take cover like on the side of walls and everything. Uh-huh. What I'm envisioning is you're in, there's different locations in the body, you're in different organs, and like you're on the walls of the organ. Okay. <laughs> so like you're taking cover, but like you're seeing the other wall like way up there. And so it's almost like a ball that you're walking on the inside of. Mm-hmm. And that's how you have all the combat. So nice. it's kind of like a you know typical cover-based shooter, but that's the perspective, that's the hook, and that's how everything in the game is going to be set up. So, I like yeah. that a lot. Shout yeah. out to Osmosis Jones. I have not heard <laughs> that in such a long time. Yeah, no one thinks about that, but every time I think about a movie, I'm like, that would be a sick video game, man. Now, I'm trying to think, would you have the game like go from conception to death? Like the full that's... span? That's the idea, but instead of doing that, I'm thinking conception to birth of a new child. Oh, okay. And then have that be the point from where, you know, a a possible sequel can happen. And then possibly have a DLC chapter where, you know, you play through his death or something. Or even incorporate the death of the first character into the storyline of the second character. Mm-hmm. I think something like that would be really cool. But yeah, just that way you can have your super huge open world, 80, 100 hour, whatever yeah. storyline and all the content associated there within. But then it's punctuated just like Mafia 3, which is another game uh-huh. I like. It's punctuated by those big action set pieces where, oh man, he's 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 got the common cold for the first time in his life. We don't know how to handle this. So yeah. there's like a big combat sequence associated with that. 
And then shortly after that, you get, oh, man, he has a crush on a girl for the first time in his life. And he's like four years old <laughs> or or she. I don't know if I haven't nailed that down yet. But um, yeah. And then they have to deal with that. It would be it would be also cool, like depending on how you handle the outside the body stuff, like when you're doing like Quantic Dream Telltale stuff. So like if you make a decision that makes your the character like embarrassed, like would that affect the inside? Like it'd be like if you're stressed out, will will the mm. enemies be tougher or, or more <laughs> frenetic and Ah, I like that. Like the body state is like weather, basically. Like, yeah, open you're affecting state. the weather by the choices you make. That yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought of that heavily too. That it, you'd have to have those choices directly impact gameplay, and I think that'd be the best way to where you're making the choices in that simple format, but then you're seeing it in the gameplay. Um, yeah, and so it kind of hides the switches you're just flickering in the background. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Well, what what systems? Play this on the go on the Switch. <laughs> this isn't a Switch game. This can't be a Switch game. <laughs> maybe the choosing your stuff, maybe the Quantum Dream stuff could be the Switch part, but nah. Gotcha. Um, this would definitely be a full scale release. Uh, since I just got this PC, um, that right. would probably be like an ideal platform because I know it could handle it. Um, but I'm sure we could uh, figure out how to put it on, uh, you know, console platforms. That that probably translates pretty well. And who is your dream studio that makes it? Honestly, just Hangar 13 and, Quang- and Quantic Dream. Like, nice. yep. now, those aren't necessarily my favorite studios, but mm-hmm. for this game I'm thinking of, I'd love to see that. And I know people have their issues with Quantic Dream, but I think if you let Hangar 13, again, handle more of that narrative stuff and let Quantic Dream just handle the structure of that side of gameplay, mm-hmm. I think it would be I think it'd be a work, of, a work of art. So, yes, nice. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, those are good choices. Yeah. Um, all right, so before I forget again, uh, <laughs> something that I love that you're doing at Los Hero Games is you are going through and whittling down the what you would make the Battle Royale roster to be. Yes. And yes. what was the, the first episode? It was Dart and yeah. Juan, right? Yep, the first matchup is Dart from Legend of Dragoon versus Juan from Guacamelee. Um, that matchup is still going on. The week is not over yet. Um, but Juan's taking it. <laughs> Good, Juan, better. Yeah. See, I think so too, but I kind of felt bad because I know people wanted Dart. He was going to be a DLC character in the original game. Um, so I know people are wanting him heavily, but Juan's the dude, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I would love Dart too because I have such fond memories of Legend of Dragoon. But Juan and Guacamelee, like, even his moveset is mm-hmm. perfect for a Battle Royale or All Stars Battle Royale game. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, so go check that out at Los Harrow Games because mm-hmm. yeah, that's exciting. Um, next question uh, comes from uh, Tenny at Tenny for PM on Twitter. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Until they die. Uh, <laughs> uh, next question comes from Joe Wilson at Afro Cyborg. What is the most controversial hot take that you have about anything? Games, music, <laughs> movies, TV, doesn't matter. All so right. give me your hottest of takes. On the last episode I did of the show, uh, my friend Jordan, at 32-Bit Player, said that Super Mario Bros. 2 is the best Mario game of all time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I had to... Uh, it took me a while to recover from that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you, ha- you have that bar to set uh, right now. Now... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna temit this with a with a follow up. So when I say this, don't feel too bad. For the longest time, 
I thought that most Nintendo franchises are just overrated. Now, there's a reason I feel that way. Because I've been a PlayStation fan forever. Like, a lot of people... Yeah, see, a lot of people who know me, I see Horizon Zero Dawn poster in the background. Yeah, boy. yeah, yeah, and Nathan. Dr- okay, I'm okay. I'm seeing everything. Anyway, yeah. I've been a PlayStation fan forever. I've been ride or die with that family of consoles since pretty much. Well, honestly, first game I ever played was PS One. So ever since then, um, so and just seeing all these people with their Nintendo games, I'm like, all right, that's cool. And those games look neat, and I kind of want to play them. But then once you get to the PS Three generation. <laughs> Where they have a whole ecosystem, I can earn trophies now. Like mm-hmm. y'all don't have trophies, y'all barely have online. I was like, oh man, who? Not that Nintendo's trash, but it's like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like for yeah. all those benefits, and plus you, a lot. It was like a lot of waggle stuff with the Wii and all the great <laughs> games on that system. So I was like, I just don't care. But I temper that because, um, with with me being at school, I actually got a decent chunk of change for refunds. So I went out and to see what everyone's talking about, I got myself not only a Nintendo Switch, but uh-huh. I also got myself an Xbox One. Um, wow. So, and I didn't buy too many games with them. I mean, Xbox One, I just got Game Pass and I'm never buying a game for that again. Yeah. And, and then Switch, I got Zelda with it for now. But um, yeah, it really stemmed from <laughs> uh, when Breath of the Wild came out, uh, mere days after or before Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I always thought Horizon Zero Dawn... Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my favorite games of all time. Top 10. Um, but, Agreed. Yeah. But to see people just be like, oh, man, it's a bad game. Oh, man, it has problems. I'm like, okay, you can say it, you can say you don't like it, but it's a bad game? Yeah, no. And then to see people praising this one, it's like I never thought Zelda was bad, but I'm like, what on earth could make it better than that experience I had there? So I I bought a Switch just so before I complain about it on the internet, I wanted to see for myself. So there we go. Trying to become a better person there. <laughs> and and how are how are you liking the the Breath of the Wild and stuff? Um, I'll say right now for I, I've yet to play too much of of Breath of the Wild because I've only had the Switch for like two days. <laughs> okay. And I've interacted with it maybe half a day so gotcha. um i've set everything up and i put my uh my friend code out there on twitter so you know if you want to f- follow me um but yeah i haven't messed with that what i have messed with though um the xbox one i've i've been on that a little bit more um and i got on that mainly because i xbox is another console i never really mess with um and for someone who loves shooters i had to make sure i tried gears and halo mm-hmm. um and all those games are in games pass um Burnout Paradise is one of my favorite games of all time. And since Horizon 4 came out, Forza Horizon 4, everyone told me I should play it based off that alone. Um, And then also Crackdown's coming out. Mm -hmm. And I love open world games with crazy abilities. Saints Row 4 is my favorite game of all time, literally. So, yeah. And I know that's like an underdog pick, but (laughs) sticking to my guns. I respect Uh, it, though. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, So, yeah. That type of game just seems like it appealed to me. So I already owned Crackdown because I snagged it for free on some promotion. So I have Crackdown 1 and then 3 is coming out soon and I'll try that as well. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to be enjoying it. It's really, it's about finding the time to play. Because yeah. I actually have a app tracker thing on my phone that tracks all the games that I own. And I keep it updated so it's pretty accurate. Uh, I have over, I think it was 
1400 games <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and not that i bought all of them i'm sure i bought a good chunk of them but you know yeah. that's playstation plus included that's yep. any free game i snagged on steam which is hundreds um there's a lot included in there but yeah and i'm sure i've only beaten about 20 mm, percent. <laughs> so it's one of those things where i'm trying to be a little bit better about that and yeah. buying new consoles isn't going to help but Hey, I, I want to try and experience new things that I've never tried before. So, yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you on that one. Uh, and I'm totally with you on the Horizon Train. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. And I hate seeing people. It's very revisionist history, I feel, lately. It like, is. Where, where they're like, Horizon was not a good game. You need to reevaluate your opinions, sir. Yeah. Or, or ma'am. Because like, everyone That loved game it. was great. So good. Yeah, everyone loved it at the time except for maybe the Giant Bomb guys, but like, you know, it was a great game. And then if Zelda didn't come out, I'm not, I don't want to throw shade at Zelda because, like I said, I know it's a good game and I'm about to play some more of it. But man, if that didn't come out, it would have been Horizon all day that year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Emmett, that comes to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a blast. Oh yeah. Uh, if people want to go follow your writing and your just your awesome internet personality, where can they find you? Um, you can find me uh, at ejspun61 on damn near everything that exists. Uh, so ejspun, well, you know, ej then the word sponge then six one. <laughs> um, just in case people are questioning that, because some dude was like, "Is it an espionage?" And I'm like, "No, it's not." Stop. <laughs> um, so yeah, ejspun61 on Twitter, <laughs> ejspun61 on Instagram, PSN, Twitch. Well, there's an underscore after it on Twitch, but it's besides the point. Um, you type that name in anywhere, you'll find me. Um, I'm on almost anything because I'm pretty OCD about signing up for every service that exists. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, you will find me there. So, EJ161, that's where you can find me. And what about uh, Los Hero Games? Los Hero Games, that we're on Twitter right now, uh, at L-O-S-H-A-R-R-O-W Games. Um, all one word, on Twitter. Um, that's where you can find our uh, PlayStation All-Stars <laughs> Ultimate Roster Showdown. Um, that we were talking about earlier. Uh, that's going to be a series of Twitter polls over the next 20 weeks. We're going to have different polls going up every Friday. So uh, be sure to participate over there and join in on that uh, conversation. We got articles, people arguing for each of the characters, and a monthly podcast as well to go over all of them. So, uh, yeah, that's where you can go for all that stuff. And, of course, I'll still be making a weekly podcast there, and I'll still be you know doing hopefully some more video content. Um, I recently put up my stream of the Dreams beta over there, uh, the crazy stuff media molecules doing god bless them yeah. um but yeah so yeah that's where you can find los hero uh lot at los hero games on twitter and then uh los is that url for the site uh yeah los hero.wordpress.com is the official site awesome uh you can find me at who that ninja 73 on twitter and on psn so send me those friend requests you can find the twitter handle for this show at bfs talk funny and podcast services around the globe do the podcast thing rate it five stars write a review i would appreciate it if you want to be on the show uh, hit me up and i'll add you to my ever-growing list and i would happy to have you on um also something i don't really pimp out too much is uh uh, I do a PlayStation podcast with my good friend in the community, Joe, Mr. Badvet, on Twitter. It's the Trophy Room. You can find that oh, at yeah. PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And uh, Badvet Games on YouTube every Thursday come at you with the most 
important PlayStation news of the week. And uh, another real special shout out to uh, Kinda NYC on Twitter. Um, it is the New York area community of best friends that myself and Kelsey uh, help run. And um, we've got exciting things for the Kinda Funny World Tour when they come to us in April. So stay tuned to that for all the updates, uh, which reminds me I have a lot of work to do on something very <laughs> special for that weekend. Yahoo! Um, yeah, They're going to buy uh, out Times Square. <laughs> exactly. Don't give away all my secrets. Uh, and without further ado, remember be kinda to one another. Bye. Adios.